What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs. This is your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. This is a podcast about collecting sports cards. How are you? Back into the swing of things. Getting your week going on the grind, hanging out, collecting sports cards, running your kids around, doing all of those things that we do as responsible participants in the hobby. I have a lot on my mind. I had a whirlwind of a week in the hobby. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but I caught a little bug and that bug was buy sports cards, build something special and just let the collector itch take over. We all have that itch. We all like to scratch it. And sometimes it takes over. And I promise you, when I recorded this episode last week, I just didn't anticipate to have the sort of week that I had this week. And it's fun. If you're not having fun, reevaluate. This is a blast. It is my escape. It is such a fun time. We're going to get into a lot, a lot on my mind. Going to share a little bit about just some hobby perspective and goals that I have going into this year and how I'm starting to chip away. Also want to get into the conversation around segmentation a little bit. I had so many amazing um, responses, just DMs, people sharing thoughts, uh, people wanting me to expand on certain uh, scenarios. So there was actually a question that I got via the DMs that I was like, you know, this is pretty damn good. I just want to hit this and just to make for a good conversation, good content, and hopefully it benefits something on someone on the other side. Um, but without further ado, let's get this party started. Let's roll. I first and foremost want to say that there is so many different angles and so many different ways to address this. Damar Hamlin situation um, it literally happened on the other day, uh, the the day after that I recorded the Wednesday episode, and I think it's really awesome that. He is progressed to the state that he currently is, Zooming, Instagramming, texting, all these things. Just amazing. Um, I think personally, as I evaluated the whole situation, kind of was waiting for those news updates like many of you, um, and kind of almost a week later reflect on all of it, is that the most uh, awesome thing of all this to me were the fact that it was a display of people coming together around an individual and around someone's life. I think the world is so divisive. Um, it's divisive in, you know, on any news topic, any political topic, any, you, know, you name it, sports cards. There's just division everywhere. And I, uh, I'm, I'm a little over it. It feels like we've been stuck in this bubble where it's one side or the other. And, it was awesome just to see everybody coming together, donating to his charity, city of Cincinnati, Bill's organization, everyone just rallying around this kid and doing whatever they could to make sure that he got the medical attention that he needed. He got the prayers that he needed. He got the support that he needed. Um, and damn, that was awesome. And so I'm so happy as I'm recording this um, as the last week of the NFL season is about to kick off that um, there is a positive there and it, it's around people and it's around community. It's around connection. 
So that was a big highlight for me, although in a very dark and scary situation, it is incredible that it's progressed to this point, but that's the way I kind of sum it up is just people coming together, which is awesome. And something that is also awesome, but not awesome to the people impacted is, man, I started the the uh, Bernie Madoff uh, deal on Netflix with my wife. We got two episodes in, maybe I'm sure by the time this drops, we'll have completed it. I'm always fascinated by the Madoff story and man, just scary. It's scary that someone can take advantage of you. And I know that this is one of the biggest, you know, cases of, you know, financial fraud known to mankind and so many lives were impacted. But, you know, as I'm watching this thing, I'm just piecing together just like the way people operate um, with platforms and in the hobby. And I'm not trying to compare anyone in the hobby to Bernie Madoff because that's an extreme instance. But there are things if you watch this documentary and this special that you pick up on and psychological traits of him and just different things. And I'm a fan of psychology. I'm a fan of studying human behavior. Um, it, it just makes me put my guard up a little more. And I think it's just a reminder to always remain vigilant as a buyer and always be extra cautious when you're operating around the hobby. But all in all, like this is a pretty good film. I like how the or mini series, whatever you want to call it. I like how they're putting it together. And I'm think as I'm like talking about this is like, I consume so much content um, over uh, this past week. And a lot of it has been wrestling related. I was, I put something out there, but just like, uh, I was reflecting by the time it was Saturday and I was like, man, I have watched Raw this week. I've watched SmackDown this week. I've watched Dynamite this week. I've watched Rampage this week. I've watched Battle of the Belt. And I was planning, um, I haven't quite got it done yet, but I'm hoping after some football today, I can finish it. New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom uh, 17th, uh, 17th, just there's an incredible match that I haven't seen yet. Kenny Omega, Will Ospreay that I have to see. So I'm a New Japan World subscriber, so getting that in. But I'm just like, man, I, I dedicate like all of this time, energy, and focus in on wrestling because I love it. You know, I, I, we all have these sports. Like, you, there's people out there, sports, entertainment, whatever. There's people out there that are listening to this that are like, you know, when I'm done with work, I just throw on League Pass and let it roll every night. And you do that because you love basketball. It's like, I, and we take these things that we love and we spend so much time, energy on, and we, then apply it to the hobby and we go collect in those lanes. And I think that is to me what makes the hobby so much fun is when we can just use collecting cards as an extension of something that we are deeply passionate about. And I've talked about it and you know, this is a theme of the show and you know, I'm a wrestling guy, but it has been such a part of my life and I've collected literally everything wrestling related and cards to me are the most fun, the most important, the most significant. Um, and it's just such a blast. And I'm I'm having such an awesome time collecting wrestling cards and um it's such an amazing community, you know, and there's there's divisions within this community and some people collect old stuff, some pe- people collect stuff from, you know, the 90s early 2000s. Other people collect ultra modern. And I just love the fact that there are plenty of other people like me who are sick get caught up in wrestling storylines and rumors and all the other things. And we can turn to something like wrestling cards as a way to extend our passion around this escape that we all love. 
So it was a big, busy week in the hobby for me. And a big reason for that was because of wrestling cards. I'm going to talk a little bit about it. But I think one of the things I want to hit on is just, you know, hobby goals. And I think towards the end of this last year, I heard so many people talking about goal setting, building, setting goals. And I think anyone, you know, you've, my wife and I were just talking about this, like, what are our goals for this year? It's like, you have these personal and these family goals that you personal goals, professional goals, and we set them every year. And then there's the hobby. And I think for me, I've talked about structure. I've talked about process, but then there's all this, this kind of a loosey goosey element to it where you just kind of like let the hobby come at you. And I think it's good to have that balance, but I also think it's good to like start setting some goals. And I've never necessarily set hobby goals. Um, but I'm, I am this year because I think it's uh, really important to have direction and to have something that you're, um, you're marching towards because so much can distract us. There's so many uh, new ways to collect. There's so many new products. There's so many shows. There's so many breaks. There's, there's so many things. And so for me, I wanted to keep it so simple and I'm going to dive into maybe some uh, non-card related hobby adjacent goals that maybe involve business, people, shows, that sort of, I'm going to do that at a later date, but I'm sure to like simplify. It's like, if I want to set goals for myself going into 2023 around what I collect, how would I approach that? What are the types of things I would be thinking about? And I had just like three, three and this might expand more, but I've always found it's like if you're launching something and this is meet my professional uh, mindset that's coming into play. It's like if you're launching something, it's like try, especially if it's the first time, like try to keep it as simple as possible because it allows you to focus in on those things. And the more you can focus in on those things and create habits around those things and be disciplined around those things, the likelihood of those things happening goes up. So some hobby goals and things that I'm thinking about, it's undeniably if, you know, we've, uh, I like the pyramid. Uh, There's, everyone's talking pyramids, people talking about, oh, here's my collecting pyramid. Here are the things that, here's how I stack rank everything. Um, And and if I think about my personal pyramid, I've never put my pyramid together. But if I'm like, if you're asking me like, Brett, what's at the top of your pyramid? It's like undeniably at the top of my pyramid, Peyton Manning. It's my favorite athlete of all time. Love Peyton Manning. Um, you know, he's got so many freaking cards. He's got so many types of cards. And it's, uh, you can get lost in collecting him, which is fun. And I've done that for the last three years. I've gotten lost. Um, but as I'm thinking about building out my Peyton Manning PC or evolving my Peyton Manning PC, it's really around this idea of focusing on quality and less on quantity. And quality is subjective and it means different things to different people. But for me, as someone who's been collecting Peyton Manning for quite some time, I have my own rules and parameters around what I think quality is. And quality, a lot of the time, is uh, you can you know you can uh, point it back to just cost. Too chances are that if something is higher quality, um, the cost of it's going to be higher. And so because of that, and if I want to focus on quality, I need to make sure because I'm not someone who has money growing on trees out out in their backyard. I need to prepare myself if I want to focus on quality. Well, how am I going to get there? So like, what are those steps that I'm going to take in order to make sure that if there's a Peyton Manning card that I really want, that I'm able to take the necessary steps to um, 
acquire that card. And so it starts with the list. You create the list of the cards that you want. And then it's also you prepare. So it's like uh, you you make sure that, you know, financially or through the equity in your PC, if that card pops up, you're ready to move. So those are the things that I'm thinking about. So for me, if I'm thinking about quality, less quantity on the Manning side, I'm really focusing in on like that mantle piece. Like what is that mantle piece that I can bring in that is a Peyton Manning card this year that if I was talking about my collection at the end of this year, it would, without a shadow of a doubt, be a top 10, top five card. That's really important. What's also important to me is just this continued amplification and evolution around this Roman Reigns collection I'm building. Uh, Roman Reigns is undeniably a favorite wrestler, favorite person to collect right now. Um, I love his cards. I love watching SmackDown. I love watching Roman Reigns. It's just this next level of excitement. And it's been, I've been excited about Roman Reigns throughout uh, his entire career. I was one of those guys who was on Team Roman when everyone else hated him. Um, I he just always clicked to me. I just always thought he was a badass. And I think for me as a guy who grew up as a rock fan, I knew the uh, alignment around just their family history. And I think there was some of that, the rock giving him some rub uh, at the Royal Rumble when he won it in Philly, when everyone else is booing. It's just all these things. I was just always like Roman Reigns. So there's focusing in and I've already got a good start. So it's like, I've got really good cards, Roman Reigns cards that I'm really proud of that. I really like, um, well, how can I continue to evolve that? And then the other, uh, hobby goal that I really have is like find a, a set to collect, collect a set. And I have long admired set collecting in the hobby. I, um, I appreciate that. Um, and I think a big reason why 90s parallels have exploded is based on set collecting, registry work, and you can collect sets any way you want them. You can take your time. You can be a maniac about it. Um, you can collect base sets. You can collect insert sets. You can collect parallel sets. And I thought to myself, I was like, you know what? Like, I have found this about myself as a collector in the hobby the more and more I do this is that. Yes, the player is really, really important, but probably what is more important to me is the product, the car itself, the look, the feel, the design. And I just think like, I thought to myself, it's like, well, how, if I, if I don't want to start a new player PC, but if I want to enjoy a specific product and I want to buy a bunch of cards from a bunch of different people, like what's the way to do that? And I think that's, you know, collecting a set and set collecting. And I think I wasn't necessarily expecting to take part in this already, but it's one of those things. It's like when you know, you know, and you start, you're like a magnet and you become, you start to gravitate towards those different things. And so I'll start off with this new product coming out. There's a lot of conversation, a lot of uh, opinions on standing back, waiting, diving in this, that, the other. I think um, what I found out about myself is that when I buy cards, when new products drop, new singles, like my mindset is not about necessarily like don't buy this because it's going to be too high now because and you should wait. And if you wait, then three months later, you can buy the card at half the cost. That might be true, but I don't care about that. I am not, I don't have spreadsheets 
with my cards in it. There's no tracker that I'm like, okay, did this card go up today? I don't think like that. My mindset's around like, I want if this card is available and it pops and it's a week after release date and I fucking want it, like I'm going to get it. Like I am going to get it. And I don't want like, and I'm not going to have any regrets if it sells two or three months later for, you know, a percentage of what I bought it for. I'm doing other things. That's It's like closed case, whatever. It's like the mindset around like, you know, timing the market and buying at the right time. Yeah. Okay. In some instances, it makes a lot of sense. But if you're like collecting out of passion, like you don't fucking care. I don't care. I like literally don't care. If I see something I want, I get it. And I don't care when it, when it, when it dropped and when it was released. And like, that's me. You might have different opinions. That's fine. But that's how I operate. So the use case here for me that I can speak to is that WWE Chronicles dropped. And I'll tell you, I, I, I thought when I saw the, uh, the product, uh, specs and everything else, and knowing what I thought I knew about Chronicles, I thought to myself, it's like, you know what? Like you've really enjoyed prism. You've enjoyed select. You've bought some stuff from revolution. Chronicles is probably not going to be for you. And then Chronicles came out. And what I learned that I really, really liked about WWE Chronicles is that it certainly has something for everyone. And it's testing different brands that we all are familiar with as collectors of Panini products. And now when this product was released, then I have long seen different you know, basketball products, but I'm not collecting basketball cards. And I'm like, damn, like that came across my Instagram feed. That freaking product rules. And if I was like deep into collecting basketball cards, I would certainly get that. And, but as a wrestling card collector, now I have the opportunity to go explore those different sets for the first time. And all this came at me all at once. And I was like, holy shit, like this is awesome. So save searches, been obsessed, been buying a lot of cards. It's my week was wild. I bought a lot of cards. And I, again, I, here, here you go. So I spent $400 on the Phoenix Rock Gold that came out. It first one that hit, I hit buy it now. I did not make an offer because the card absolutely kicks ass. Like I have no Phoenix cards. I have none, but I saw this card. I saw the design. It's got his arm up. There's 10 copies. And I said, this is my, this is my opportunity. I don't care. I want this card. Secured the card. Then an auction went for this card and then auction sold for, I don't know. I think it was like 321. So the card that sold after mine, whoever got it, got it for maybe like 70. I, th- I think this is around the cost, 79 bucks less than I did. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I got the card I want. And if I paid, you know, 79 bucks more, so be it, whatever. I'm going to get the card. I'm going to look at it. It's going to rule. I'm going to get it graded. I'm going to stash it in my rock PC. That's an example. But then I look at all of the products within WWE Chronicles that they're testing and you've got Optic, you've got Panini One. So I'm like obsessed with Panini One. Certified, all of these products that I really appreciate in football. Um, And so within all of these, it's like, okay, like there are parallels within these products. This is a good opportunity. And Panini One has been one of those. It's like, man, I've seen amazing basketball card collector. collecting panini one um and i always appreciate the imagery i always appreciate 
the look and feel of those cards. So it's like, wow, they're coming to wrestling cards for the first time. So, you know, maybe instead of just like buying one or two, maybe I start thinking about how I can build different sets around that. So that's what I'm doing. And it's so fun and it's so amazing. And that's why I love collecting sports cards. I think when you're trying to complete a set, your behavior changes really quickly. It becomes an obsession and you begin to toggle back from what I should get now and what I can wait on. And I think with the new product element, you know, there's the price components. I already talked about that. It's like, I don't care. Okay. If I take a bath, I take a bath, whatever. I'm not doing this to keep the lights on in my house. I'm doing this because I love cards. I th- I think what's important is you, when the product is re- released and you're on eBay, you get you get the best chance to get the cards you want out of the product. I got a one-on-one out of the product um, because, um, shout out WWE Gelman, um, he referred me to the person, uh, Ben, who pulled the certified Brock Lesnar one-of-one. I love certified, love the product, collecting Brock Lesnar. He said, I know who got it, referred, deal done, got the card. Now, am I going to get another crack to get the certified one-of-one out of Chronicles? I don't know, but I knew that was my chance. So we worked out a deal and I got it. And I'm fired up about it. And I think it, it, it fulfills me as a collector. It provides me satisfaction. And I think I've seen a lot of excitement around Chronicles. I've seen a lot of excitement around just WWE products. And it's great. I, I love it. But for me, I think I deeply understand. And one thing I love about the hobby is the joy of building something special. So I'm fired up. Hopefully you all are having some similar vibes, whatever you're doing in the hobby and whatever you're collecting. But like, I can't wait once I'm done recording this to go take my daughter for a walk, take my phone and start looking through the safe searches because I haven't looked in an hour and seeing what's available. That's fun. That's exciting. And that's what sports cards, wrestling cards, whatever you collect, TCG, whatever can bring to you. And that's what I love about the hobby. I want to thank my man, Josh, Midwest Vintage Cards, 90s auctions for coming on the program. I'm excited for their auction, their next auction. Go check out their stuff. I think it's always good to have a place around um, a specific segment of the hobby that you can go and explore. And I love what they're doing. That's why I brought them on the show. I think when I started promoting that episode and starting talking about segmentation, I put an analogy out there that uh, a lot of people related with. I'm a big music guy. Yeah, I'm a vinyl collector. I, buy, I I spend money on music. I love supporting bands. I, if you've been on a call with me or talked to me, you can my right behind me is my record collection, and I love music. But just because I love music doesn't mean that I'm going to go to a mainstream country concert. I don't want to offend anyone who loves mainstream country. You would probably hate a bunch of music that I like, but I think. It's just the same thing. It's like, just because I, I love cards doesn't mean I need to be fed cards content, uh, people that don't align with my immediate interests. And I think I love the idea of shrinking the hobby See, I love the idea of being involved in niche communities. And I like I think w- the results of when you shrink the hobby C and you're involved in niche communities that you, you get higher quality on the other end, whatever it is. And so I got a awesome comment. And I'm going to read it. Uh, cause I thought this would make for a good portion of the show here. It's like Brian Hayes, linguist sports cards shot me a note. He said, I like the idea of segmentation as well. I would like to hear you discuss how we, we can have segmentation yet at the same time, avoid self versus other tribal mentality. I like content from other people and other lanes 
as I feel it keeps me well-rounded, level-headed on my about my own pursuits. In short, we are best. What are the best ways to balance our own collecting interests without looking down on others that do things differently? I love this question. It was so good. I was like, I got to take this on in the show, and it kind of uh, anchors back to what I talked about before, and just like uh, the Hamlin situation. It's like that situation was great because people came together. Probably different people have different walks in life, but everyone came together and rally around this. And I, I agree with this sentiment. It's like, how can we appreciate what other people are doing, even though we don't do it and also be involved in niche communities and not point fingers. I think the first, first thing for my opinion is the the problem with the internet and the way our world operates, specifically our country is it's this us versus them mentality. And just because some, someone believes in something differently than you or operates differently than you doesn't mean that it's wrong, okay? There's shades of gray in everything in life, and I'm a firm believer in this, and not everything is black or white. The hobby loves to make things black or white. People love to make things black or white. I've talked about investment content, deal-making content that I enjoy, that I appreciate, that I think is really good. And even though I don't view myself necessarily as a, sports card investor or a flipper or whatever. It's stuff that I see people put out. I'm like, damn, like I don't do that, but I appreciate what they're doing there. And I'm actually learning something. And it's kind of like Pokemon collectors too. It's like, I watch that content because I love the passion. And even though I have zero interest in Pokemon, I, I just love that stuff. And I just love passionate people talking about cards. And I think for me, further segmentation in niche communities in the hobby makes things less general and for, forces us into like being really specific. I think when we're interacting with others who have common interests, it helps amplify the hobby experience and we become less distracted by the negativity. Sharing the same passion within the hobby is really powerful because it provides education, it provides deal-making opportunities, it provides opportunities to learn. I think communities provide belonging and acceptance and think ultimately it will always be on the participants to decide how they want to interact um, but we must have an understanding of everyone, how we must have an understanding that everyone in the hobby does the hobby a little bit different than us. And until we have that realization and until we accept that, then I don't think that there's always going to be these opportunities where people are going to point fingers and fights are going to be made. But this is what I do know. Kind of my punchline of this is the more I have found personally, other collectors who collect like me and who are collecting the same stuff, the less I care about all the the finger pointing and distractions that take place. So I just want to thank Brian for that question. I thought it was great. And it's also awesome opportunity to clarify something. This Friday, got a com- big conversation here on the show. I am joined by Ryan Hogue, who's the new president at PSA. You ever heard of PSA? Uh, they grade cards along with other things. Really excited about this one. Got an opportunity to meet him and wanted to talk with him about just his background in technology. He came from uh, Microsoft, spent plenty of time there, came over to PSA, led product, now transitioned to his president. Um, Talk about his collecting. Um, Wanted to learn a little bit more about what he collects, what he likes, and then also just some behind the scenes stuff about PSA. What's happening things that he's taking on, kind of vision setting for him. I think it'll be a really good conversation. I know a lot of listeners out there are uh, PSA customers, so hopefully you will all benefit from that one. I want to close this out. I got a rock. I posted this 
Prism White Sparkle. Never had a White Sparkle card. This card came to me, hit my doorstep, and I was freaking blown away. I'm a big design, look, feel, making me feel something, and this rock card certainly did. So I took to Instagram, and I said, you know, what are what are cards that you didn't realize kicked ass until you got them in hands? And I'm going to read some of these. So Billy Hoyle can dunk. Glenn Rice, 98 tops, finest die-cut gold, embossed atomic refractor out of 74. Bill's Mafia card collector, Josh Allen White Sparkle. We got another White Sparkle fan. Flippity flip cards, Jesse, hands down, 98 Bowman's best atomic refractor. There's a lot of truthers over there around that card. Glenn Rice, 90s cards. So two Glenn Rice references. 98, 99 Skybox Premium Rubies. Hell of a card. Benoist 14 sports cards. 99 finest dunk masters. 41 gold. Super Dragon Ball. It's Japanese, but most involved complex cards designs I've seen. Haven't seen that one. Want to check it out. Alex Jardine, 321, 97 Jambalaya. Love it. Tasty card sandwich, platinum portraits, the ones with the pinholes. Doesn't like them in pics, loves them in person. Interesting. I I'm it's been a while since I've seen platinum portraits in person. So I'm gonna I'm gonna check that out next time. A tasty card sandwich and see if I got the same feels. Hometown Authentics, Vintage, they're all pieces of art. WWE Gelman, Galactic, shout out, brother. Big Galactic Mark over here. Charm City Tim, 21 Elite Series, reminds me of 90s Epics. Also, 05 Donruss Zenith Parallels are slick. The Real Joseph Roder, Vintage, I've had Vintage, but wasn't until I had 59. Fernick Pusics did... I appreciate vintage apologies, not a vintage guy, um, but appreciate the comment. Fallen Shindig, Super Fractors, absolutely. Trading Card Finds, PMG, Drake's PC, $98.99. Premium Star Rubies and Shiny Star Rubies. There's another mention. Thanks, Drake's. Indie Card Party, any Black Pandora. Pandoras are cool when I see them online, so I'm, I bet you they're pretty cool in person. Hockey Cards Up, Opeachy Platinum, Seismic Gold, Hockey, Murphy Collections, 44, PMG Greens, Kevin M. Cormier, 20 Tops, Merlin, Chrome Red Refractors, The Color color Pops, It's Soccer, His Dudeness, 99, 2000, Exceptional, PB&J Sports Cards, 2014 totally certified platinum mirrors. Yes. So beautiful and extremely rare. Two major checks in that block. I f- couldn't agree more. 14 totally certified platinums are nasty. Cards and sneaks, vintage Bowman minis, specifically 51 football. Vol in Texas, NC cards, playmaker theater. Those cards are dope. Nice looking cardboard, white sparkles, Iowa Dave, black chrome refractors somehow more striking than gold interesting my brother shout out kyle p mcgrath that's his personal mcgrath cards black prism cards initially thought it was all hype until i got one in hand yes sir apocalypse cards Corey forgotten maybe for wrestling 21 heritage foil fractor one of ones yes those are dope cards i will i'll shout those out i don't own any but those are dope Uh, 111 street cards lots of old marbles Zanu, 23 sports cards, 98 Playmaker Theater. Marino Collector will agree, he says. LSU Tiger Collector, 65, 89 Upper Deck, Ken Griffey Jr. Can't go wrong with a, a legendary card. Leather Helmet Cards, 03 Finest, X-Fractor. 
at a 175. Agree on that. Modest card collection. PMG and Rubies are going to get lots of mentions. So let me say 14 Prism Gold. Hell yeah, brother. Shout out to all you 14 fans. My favorite Prism. Thank you for listening to Stacking Slash Podcast. Thank you for continuing to share your passion. Thank you so much for being a contributor that makes this hobby better. Ryan Hoke, president at PSA on Friday. You're not going to want to miss this one. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. We'll be back soon with more Stagging Slabs. Stacking Slabs.